Trisden here with the Extreme Common Sense Podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond. And also, my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet, they have so much cool stuff, you're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond. We are Trisden and Ray. Having lived and spent time on the coasts and in rural Appalachia, we feel like we have a unique perspective on most topics. Working to find the common sense middle in a country becoming more and more polarized. Welcome to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. What's up, Ray? The curator, Owen King, co-author of the New York Times bestselling Sleeping Beauties. Owen King is a magician. Yeah, you just got a book from me that's going to change your life. We talked about this last week, but I'm going to have to have my um, my daughter read this, uh, Tristan, because it says Owen King gives you a Dickensian fantasy of illusion and charm where cats are revered as religious figures. So Brielle is like a crazy cat person. Oh, there's a picture, Owen. He favors his dad a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, they definitely are similar That's looking. funny, Tristan. I was expecting someone younger. This guy's, I mean, Stephen King's now pushing 80, I guess, right? Gotta be, yeah. So Owen's 50-ish? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Tom, if you're listening, you ever read any Owen King, my brother, the uh, English literature teacher? I would love to know his thoughts. If he has read or maybe send it to him after you and Brielle take a read. If, uh, But to me, and this is what I'll say, you didn't necessarily get that reference. But to me, after finished reading it, it was like the entire book was written by AI. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, I've never read any AI. I guess it wouldn't be hard to find it now. You could jump on anything. And, and uh, just yeah. Google like AI so, paper. So your point is AI, at least right now, not very well written. I think it's getting exponentially smarter every day, but I think when you read it, you could just tell it's computer written, not the book, of course, but like with AI generated stuff, you know, it would, it sounds so close to what it's trying to do, but you can tell it doesn't have like a thought process. If that makes sense. Here's a question, Trizen, completely out of the blue, because I know at some point we're going to get to aliens today. So are good writers, not like you said, you've read a lot of shitty novels that people, sure. but the great writers, you know, Twain and Vonnegut, and I guess we should include Mr. Shakespeare, and on and on. Are they the smartest amongst us? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm sure there's a level of intelligence, you know, it may not be a science intelligence, but there's certainly a, 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 deep, a deep understanding of, of people. Right. Yeah. So that's fair. When you're, when you're reading that book and you read something that, you know, you thought was, uh, well, I mean, nothing is akin only to your life. But when that writer touches you in a way that you're like, oh, God damn. Yeah, I get that. That doesn't happen in too many places. That's but true. that's good writing. Right. And I think that's probably to take that back to Springsteen and music. I think those guys, even on a different level, sort right. of have a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, they're poets. I mean, certainly Bob Dylan is a poet of our generation. There's no doubt about that. Definitely. Um, all right, so we, we'll get to aliens. But speaking of writing, I, I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that to set this up, but I do want to read this text that I sent my sister today, <laughs> with the background being um, this guy that was shot yesterday in Utah by the FBI. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. That he had, it was on a watch list for Biden and maybe yes. they'd stop by to check so on him. So this is yes. my MAGA sister who I love dearly. We're flesh and blood, but I mean, you can't get much further to the right than her. She wears her MAGA hat and she is just all on, you know. I don't think she quite says Joe is a lizard person, but, you know. <laughs> and I don't know that, you know, he, she's got him eating babies at a caves, but close enough. You know what I mean? Right. She is a far-flung right-winger. And uh, we've actually taken a break from the thread because I'm like, look, Rainy, you've drinking the, you've drunk the Kool Aid. There's no point. To, uh, we know all the talking points. You're not going to change, so we'll take a break. She'll still occasionally send some things. In fact, I forwarded you to one thing of hers, and it can be a little out there, huh? Yeah, well, I think when I read it, I thought, holy shit! And I think she was commenting and free plug for us on the Facebook page that I periodically check in on and drop a little something on yeah. for extreme common sense. Yeah. She was talking about So I guess you're just real crazy left wingers. And to my bad, I wasn't even familiar with the Facebook page, <laughs> but it's not, I guess you've got a picture, a somewhat compromising picture of the wacky pillow guy on there. Maybe. And yeah. she's like, so what are you going to defend that guy? I right. mean, if that's the deal, you well, want to die. On, and and, and I, the headline <laughs> picture on that Facebook is a great picture of the Clintons and Donald Trump great yakking picture. it up. I am familiar and, with that. And picture being worth a thousand, 
thousand words. I think that is one, you know, for all these people that want to go to bat and be so mad, like these are these people can love each other. So I'm almost 100 percent right. And you probably do know this. I believe that is Donald Trump's wedding day yes. to Melania Melania and Bill and Hillary. So that would have been the mid 90s. I guess Bill is still president. He's president then. I, I think this is later than that, oh, maybe but I would have to double check. Early, early aughts? Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, that's the kind of power brokers. The four of them together, ha- laughing, having a good time. And you yeah. know, Tristan, that the Clintons had a great day that day. Sure. At Trump's wedding. Of course. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think people just get a little sideways. And of course, like, there's no secret. Yeah, is the page 75% left and 25% right? Of course it is. But I do try to throw on some fair jabs on our side periodically. Like, I'm not completely oblivious to that. Man, and that might be the worst thing about where we find ourselves. Far be it for me to defend Mr. Trump, but I'll say again what I've said a thousand times, and I'm not even sure my brother would necessarily agree with this. I think he would say, no, I couldn't play golf with the asshole, but... If Donald Trump invites me, Tristan, and my brother to his Bedminster course in beautiful New Jersey to to play around, you're going to have a great day because he's yeah. going to make sure you're well taken care of. And I know I, I repeat myself, but my wife tells me I do that. <laughs> and the shame of it is that maybe that is the guy he is. I go back to that story of Oberman and Bill Maher now probably 10 years ago, 2015-ish, when he was threatening, or not threatening, but was throwing his hat in the ring. And I'm waiting for Oberman, the far-flung lefty, and Marr to just myrtleize him. And Oberman lived in a Trump building, and Marr had been sued by him and got to know him. And Oberman's like, I found myself in an elevator with him. He's polite. He always asks, believe it or not, he asks about my family because he knew his dad from something. Oberman's dad was somebody, and he wasn't. He wasn't real healthy at the time. Now, you would think Donald Trump was just a self-consumed asshole who wouldn't give a rat's ass. You know those people. Sure. The people who you talk to for 20 minutes uh, and they're talking about themselves and then you might interject something and they're gone. 100%. And apparently Trump isn't that guy. Yeah. But now, eight years into all this nonsense, he really has forced to become that guy. Maybe that's the actual tragedy, Trism. Maybe there was a point at which he could have been a uniter, but he got caught up in all the nonsense, and now it's as partisan as can be. Well, and that, you know, and, and he takes the blame for that. I mean, there's no, he? he's yeah. not showing up to these rallies and saying, look, we got to bring the country together. He these people are our families and our friends. And look, and, I mean, it's... It's all we've got to fight and take our country back and these demon, you know, Democrats. And and I think, again, we, we do get a little partisan, but I, I don't see as much of that on on our side, at least on either the farther reaches of our side still tends to be a little bit more like I would rather get along in this country with these folks than, you know, just be completely at odds. And again, not that there's not some of that on the polar ends certainly of both sides and but now with three, well and maybe he's again far be it for me to defend donald trump but we do try to be fair here maybe now he's like a caged animal these damn indictments are coming fast and furious all indications are now that georgia is going to indict him next week on uh, like 12 more counts of like she's doing it under the rico act so it's like racketeering and uh, like you would literally go after a mobster um, so I guess he's just getting more and more defensive, more and more crazy, more and more wild-eyed. <laughs> yeah, but again, as are is, his defenders. But you have to take responsibility for your actions. You can't just do all the things he did under the guise of <laughs> "I'm rich and I've never been held accountable." Certainly won't be held accountable now that I'm president. I mean, there is, uh, you know, sorry, like fucking everybody's card gets pulled at a certain point, and it feels like. Some of that's coming to him. Now, will he go to prison or anything like that? I'm still uh, apprehensive to assume that that's going to be the case. But I feel as though there's a punishment coming, right? Some of this... You know, there are other countries who send their leaders to jail. I read an article about it. We're not talking about third world countries. We're talking about France. Yeah. We're talking about Brazil. I think maybe Iceland. There's... there's First, I hate those terms, but you know what I'm saying. There's countries on a par with America where leaders have been imprisoned after they were in office. So this is with precedent. And we send a lot of our leaders to prison, first of all, but as far as the actual presidents. That's true. Yeah, that is true. There have been any number of congressmen, governors, senators who have gone to prison. So it's not not unprecedented to think of people in power. And again... I think one thing that even the MAGA folks would probably sit down on the podcast and agree with us, Trump's presidency was pretty unprecedented. So the thought that there's a lot of things going on that maybe weren't above board. I mean, I think one of the things with Trump, 
He didn't do this stuff like Nixon behind closed doors in secret meetings. He came out and said, I'm going to need you to go fucking find me 11,000 votes. <laughs> like, even the, even, the, it, even what, on the 6th of January, he stood in front of that crowd and said, let's go down to the Capitol. Now, you can you can parse it as to whether he said, let's go down violently or let's go down peacefully. or hey, But the fact is, let's go down to the Congress. So to your point, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty out front. Yeah, I mean, you know, when he did this stuff in front of journalists, I mean, I think with the the documents case, there's that great audio that's or that's surfaced or been released with him with the documents. I'm not allowed to show you these documents, but it's our plans to attack Iran. And it's like, oh my gosh, man! Like to the Clintons' point, or uh, I've lost the word. But here's the thing about the Clintons: you may say and think they're the evilest people on earth, and you know what? At the end of the day, you may be absolutely right, but they weren't stupid enough to, in front of a reporter, do whatever the worst thing. Hey, we killed Vince Foster. I can't say it today, but, you know, Vince Foster was murdered by us. Look, No, now you're doing Trump. You I am do doing Trump, Trump as yeah. a Clinton. Uh, so we, we, uh, we, killed, we, we, we didn't kill. Vince. Like, we, we might have killed Vince Foster, Foster and uh, here's the knife that we used to stab him <laughs> and then pretended yeah. it was. A, look, <laughs> at a certain point, you have to be penalized for the stupidity of some of this stuff because. That's funny. Again, Hillary, Benghazi, emails, there's so many things, but there was just nowhere to go with it. I mean, she was in front of Congress a million times. Was. Bill was impeached. Look, it's not like it's all of a sudden we're punishing our political folks for doing wrong. And actually, in my mind, Hillary paid the ultimate punishment, which is she lost that election in no True. small part because James Comey, ironically, who now the right absolutely hates because he had the audacity to say some negative things towards right. Trump. Um, I think in large part because of him reopening that investigation three weeks prior to, I mean, that was the first of October, uh, you know, mid October, three yeah. weeks prior to early November when the election is. And he reopens that and it caused some people to say, huh, what's up with this? I thought that was kind of of a bullshit move that was pretty he, rough. he injected yeah. himself into that in in yeah. no uncertain terms yeah and, you know? and had to know everybody forgets that. that now yeah and knew exactly what he was doing that's knew not exactly something what you he can was do doing. Just, i think so <laughs> yeah you know now is, to what end i don't know you know sure. did he want trump in there that that's never been met. all right so let me so i'll read this to him we can we can discuss so i i, I, I sent her a text and said rainy I told myself to expect a torrent of crazy words from you regarding the FBI killing of this MAGA nut in Utah. And it may still come. But thus far, it has not. So kudos with a question mark. This guy, as Tom, our brother, tells you, is what's so distressing about Trump world and MAGA. Just complete blinders to, well, everything other than what the Supreme Leader says. In parentheses, I choose to say you have your head up your ass, but I've always been a bit of a poet. <laughs> so kudos, I guess, as there really is no defense of the guy. Perhaps you and Jesse Waters and the rest of the MAGA Kool-Aid drinkers might take this occasion to say, huh, maybe our rhetoric and stubbornness regarding Fat Donnie and Uncle Joe is over the top and should be reined in. But alas, I won't be holding my breath. Because Fox couldn't do much with that story either. What are you going to do with a guy who's threatening to kill the president and then takes it a step further when the FBI shows up and essentially pulls a gun on him. I mean, th this is the far right. This is the far, far right. I'm sure. not saying this yeah. is Tony the or Aaron. extreme edge, of course. The yeah. extreme edge, but God damn, you know. And I think, and, and from watching Fox News a lot since this writer's strike, it just feels like they really, and again, it's like video games and their effect on violence. Look, 99% of people get the rhetoric and they get the spin and they get we're teammates and this is our our tribe. But look, there is that 1% of kids that are playing that video game and it's the same 1% that are in politics completely all in that thinks Joe Biden's going to come take their guns tomorrow and they better stand there ready to go and, you know, be on the ready to protect their, you know, uh, their rights. And, and we're, again, not, we're not answering it anymore. That one didn't no, work out. So that went anymore. bad last time. By the well, it was Andy Bashir. By the way, I didn't yeah. show up to canvas that day. I didn't see you. I, well, <laughs> I walked around all day wondering where, where you ended up. But no, I think it's, you know, there's something to be said for, look, we, we want to get ratings in, in Fox News and CNN to some degree and, and some of these other extreme kind of uh, media outlets. And I don't think CNN's extreme, but they've got some, some partisan voices, of course. Sure. But look, sure. if you want to spout out this extreme content constantly, you can't get mad when some people take it literally and there's some extremists well, doing extreme know, things. I don't know about mad. You can't be surprised. I mean, that's the thing, right? You can't be surprised when, you know, when people go to extremes, man. And, you know, 
It's and and look, Tristan, it's not getting any better because all indications are there's now four, soon to be a fourth indictment and these trials, right? I still I think the one up in New York, Alvin Bragg, probably should have never brought that. And I'm I, they actually said that um, the prosecutors will confer and they will prioritize. And Jack Smith, the special counsel, will probably get his way to have his brought first because he doesn't want all the others kind of mishmashing along. So, you know. Over the next year, because all indications are that probably doesn't go to trial until spring of 24, where you are in the throes of a presidential election, it's just getting worse for the next year and a half. It's just getting worse unless something unless something crazy like a plea deal, which I don't think is going to be out there, or Trump says, you know what? I'm causing the country so much strife. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to do the right thing. I definitely see that humble coming. man that I am. I'm going to do what's best for this nation and bring the country together. Yeah, you don't see him <laughs> ever doing that. Yeah, well, that's the thing that you always hope for, and I think the nice thing about most inauguration day speeches, no matter how shitty and how in the weeds some of these campaigns get, most of, most of the time, a vast majority of American elections end. With one person conceding the election and walking away, <laughs> Most. giving them some time to, to run the country or the state or whatever. And, you know, one of the things that's so unprecedented with Trump is he has no interest in uniting. He is speaking to his base of folks. And, you know, to his credit, I mean, they're a loyal group of folks. They're not going anywhere. But I don't find that it's better for the country when it's somebody's coming in to govern for half. I mean, you've got to at least put on that facade, right? And try to say, I'm here for the whole country. We're all America. uh, Yeah. That's what I say. In 2015 into 16, maybe there was a small window where he could have done that. Now, my sister will tell you, oh, the most persecuted president. And and, and Aaron and Tony, I'm going to include them in this because this isn't the wacky right. I think if either Aaron or Tony were here, our two wonderful sponsors, and thank you, both very conservative gentlemen, would agree with her, would tell you, oh, Trump has been the most persecuted individual in the history of the fucking world since Julius Caesar, you know, killed by his own people at two Brute. There's been nobody prosecuted and persecuted like Trump. So you forced him to become this wild dog. That is their take on how Donald Trump was treated. Yeah, no, I've heard that. I don't think Aaron would would he would deny not. That. Neither would Tony. They I mean, would agree is, with that. And and coming from my point of view, and again, look, man, I'm open to being wrong or being in a bubble or you know hearing my side. But I just remember a constant barrage of everything. Barack Obama, who kind of a middle of the road dude, was not a very far left president, and by most accounts, I don't want to say it was inauguration day, but it was probably the day after when our dear Senator McConnell said my job over the next four years is to make sure Barack Obama is a one term president. Right now, that is not an olive branch. No. And Fox News, I don't recall Schumer saying that about Trump. No, I don't either. And, uh, you know, there was a Fox News led with Barack Obama's tan suit. And there's dozens of examples. Look, men look good in it. You know, (laughs) black men can wear shit. We can. Let's be honest. That's fair. But I, I think the deal is it's not like the right was like, you know what? Let's just give Obama eight years to be the best president he could be. And then all of yeah, a sudden, hear that. and then all of a sudden, here comes Trump, and everybody's mad. Look, this has been going on. That went on with Obama, certainly Hillary during Barack's and tenure. Look at Bill Clinton. I mean, goddamn, oh, he was called everything but a child molester, and maybe that. Sure. I mean, they yeah. beat that man to death. So, it, so it's and, not and, new. And the and the left beat Reagan up. I mean, that was when yeah, I was coming course. into uh, my political awareness. I didn't have much in high school or even into college, but by the you know by the mid to late eighties, I was becoming politically aware, and I knew who and what Reagan was um, you know that was the uh, that was the ushering in of the very conservative nature of, 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 of the country which we've lived with now for 40 years and lower taxes and supply side and all that and there were people on the left who beat Ronald Reagan up um, you know and and he was uh, senile by the end there were a lot yeah. of the Biden type things that, that the right saying about Biden now the left was saying about about Reagan and and the same with W W yeah. took a, you know, a there was a shitstorm well, thrown and, at W. So no president is immune. No, he hasn't been they, the most persecuted. They all Every take a lot of shit. takes shit. They all take a lot. And, and I think the, what you've noticed different is with Trump, why it maybe seems like he's taken more. I definitely feel like the 24-hour news cycle that you reference sure. 
14 the social media social media reference. voices that I reference it it becomes yes, no doubt about it because look when Reagan was president when Bush senior was president you got a break right like you'd you see did. some stuff on the news and then you wouldn't hear about it again until the did. next day that's right now if something's happened uh, take Afghanistan for Biden or you know January 6th for Trump Look, everywhere you look online or news, cable news, you're going to just see it constantly for weeks. But let's be fair about this, Tristan. Um, to your point before, Trump brings a lot of this on himself. He loves the being the spotlight. Yes. Donald Trump cannot sit idly in the corner and just not be the focus of attention. Yeah, certainly not as a politician. And you know, the really interesting thing now is he, and it's, you know, the irony of all this stuff is not lost on me, Tristan, and I've not heard anyone talk about this, but you can't ignore it. The judge in the federal prosecution that Jack Smith is bringing is an African-American woman. Yes. So it just plays into every God darn stereotype <laughs> and thing that, right? It doesn't yeah. help. Uh, I mean, she's probably a brilliant woman and she's probably a wonderful neighbor, but there are going to be some of those who say, and I'm going to do my redneck accent, you know, well, that damn, you supply the adjectives just out to get our boy. But, you know, tr Trump is so interesting in that you almost have to give him credit. Actually, I do give him credit because he is so good. At, so what he wants now is he doesn't want this to go to a jury. He doesn't want Jack Smith to be able to prosecute him in a courtroom. He wants to try this in the court of public opinion. Of course. And God damn, is he good at that? He keeps it going. Now the judge has a problem, and I think they're going to court tomorrow to decide whether or not we shut this guy up. Now, how do you shut him up? You just said before, I don't see Donald Trump going to prison. I don't know how you shut Donald Trump up. I didn't say I don't up. see him. I, it's, I'm not there yet. But I'm, I'm saying we'll if, they, if they sit tomorrow and his counsel and, and Smith are there and she says, yeah, and by the way, and you take this as a dig if you want. I don't know. She did not refer to him as President Trump. She called him Mr. Trump. Now, somebody on their side might say, well, say she is out to get him. Fuck you, Mr. Trump. You need to close your mouth. Okay, I agree. And then he's out there at a rally in Ohio or Iowa or Kentucky on Saturday after Friday's, you know, court meeting. And he's running his mouth just like he always does. Trisdom, what do you do then if you're the judge? Do you actually send out some agents to say, okay, we've got to shackle this guy and put him in a jail cell because that's the only way we're going to shut him up because he is not going to stop. There's no way. He can't stop. He cannot stop. There is no bit of history in that man that shows you that he can be reticent in any way. Well, and, and everybody wants to talk about, or certainly the right wants to talk about, it's a two-tier justice system. But Ray, imagine if that was anybody you've ever met in your life jumping on social media to, to talk trash about a judge or the, a prosecutor in a case of an ongoing trial. Look, we would, would be, be contempt they, of court immediately. They would probably hundreds, be arrested. Right. Contempt and arrested. Yeah. Dozens of times over. Given an already. opportunity, because this is not a system that just willy-nilly arrests people. Sure. You, you, it's a system where, you know, unlike the British system from which we came, where it's you've got to prove your uh, innocence, your guilty looked at as guilty, and you have to hear right. this is a system where we would rather let 10 guilty people go free than convict one innocent person. Right. You're innocent until proven guilty. Okay, that's the way the system works. But, you know, so you are given a lot of latitude in our system, but fire in a crowded theater. You can't yell at the top of your lungs how you are being prosecuted by people whose job it is to look at the evidence and bring a lawsuit. Right. And, and it's just going to be a marvelous thing to watch. I mean, if you look at politics as entertainment, which we do, very serious entertainment. Of course. The most serious entertainment. It is quite a situation that's going on now because he is running for president and he is going to these rallies. So now you're back to the First Amendment. Well, he's free to say whatever. Well, no, you're not free to say whatever. There are restrictions on your freedom. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. You can't do that. You can't stand up at a rally and talk about how this judge is prosecuting or Jack Smith is, uh, I, think he, I think he called him a, a, a mentally unfit individual. That sounds right, yeah. I mean, come on, man. And so then, there and, is and then a two-tier justice. And I guess his crowd, you know, his people just eat that up, right? They just love it. Of course. They want more of it. Yeah. He's got lots of excuses for everything. Everybody that dislikes Trump is bad or wrong or whatever. It's uh, 
it's tough. It is entertaining. And I think, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out because this is really going to set precedent forever. And as I've said on so many of these shows, look, right now you're a Trump supporter and you may want him to, to walk free on all this. But look, there's precedent that's going to be set right now that in 40 years, when we send some left wing, complete lunatic president that's going to do some outlandish, crazy shit, that it's going to look back on this precedent and say, well, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't hold Trump accountable. You know, we couldn't shackle him, whatever. So our guy's going to do that. So, I mean, like you may enjoy it right now as a Trump supporter or say he should never be held accountable or never go to jail or whatever. Look, it will come back around. I well, firmly believe. And that. I've heard it said, and I am no scholar on this. I'd love to get a constitutional scholar. Barack Obama, President Obama, Mr. Obama. <laughs> Would you come sit with us? Because, you know, I, I think in spite of our Declaration of Independence, in spite of our Constitution, Bill of Rights, the Federalist Papers, which guys like you, I think, are familiar with, but I can't quote them chapter and sure. verse. I believe that was maybe Monroe who wrote this just incredible overview. But it all, my understanding, is dependent on somewhat of the goodwill of the politicians. In other words, the guardrails aren't super stringent in America. We just haven't had in our 240-year history anybody who was willing to blow the whole fucking thing up. Right. And now we have one. Yeah. Like it, even Nixon. Nixon realized that for the quote-unquote good of the country, that really was the choice of words that he used in private, not in public. Yeah. You know, he put on the facade. when he That's fine. He's entitled to that. But you know what? Like Mike Pence, Tristan, he did the right thing. Yeah. He realized that for the good of the country... And I think a lot of what the founding fathers put into play that became the the bulwark of American uh, democracy was based upon for the good of the country. They assumed that a person would err on the side of the country. This fucking guy's not gonna. He gives a rat's ass. He is willing <laughs> to blow it up. Am I wrong? You are 100% correct. And that's what's going to be so god darn entertaining to watch. Yeah, and then again, that goes or back scary. to... Or scary, or yeah. dangerous. Well, it's both sides. If you want to give both sides credit, there's been examples in the last 50, 60 years of both sides saying, look, I may be able to fight this longer, I may be able to win, I may be able to you know, take things to the Supreme Court. There's great examples of Republicans. Al Gore, Al Gore to your point, most to, prominent Richard Nixon, somebody who, well, Gore specifically though, because he I completely won. Agree. Yeah. He won the popular vote. Right. That much we know about the 2000 yeah. election. He got more votes than did W. But there's all these great examples of guys that have said, "I will do what's right for this country." Absolutely. And thank goodness, you know that that's we've been blessed and lucky enough to have this system where folks, as gentlemen and gentlewomen, would say, "Okay." I'm, I don't love this. I still think maybe this happened or whatever, but I'm walking away for the good of the country. And Trump is saying, fuck you. Right. Absolutely. I mean, how else do you, I want that? what I want and I don't care. That's exactly right. That's I want what I want. And I don't care if I blow the entire system up and, and, you know, burn the village to save it. He really doesn't care. Right. I'll burn down the bank to save my hundred dollar bill. And what happens if he goes through, all four of these trials, I don't see how they all happen before November of 24, but let's say he gets acquitted, then he becomes stronger. I mean, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is that. The left doesn't talk much about that. I don't hear Rachel Maddow or Chris Hayes or Lawrence O'Donnell talking about how, you know, it's a possibility he could win these fucking things. He could be found not guilty. Yeah. It only takes one juror. That's Again, true. our system is a system where the the you know the the all of the responsibility is essentially on the prosecution. Yeah, it is hard to prosecute somebody in America. That's the way the system was designed. Um, so, can he get acquitted on these charges and then roll into you know because? What do you think the press conference looks like the day that the jury says, yeah, we, we have a hung jury or not guilty or, you know, we have a holdout. We couldn't find a way to convict Mr. Trump. What do you think that press conference looks like that afternoon from Donnie? You yeah. think he comes oh. out and says, oh, the system worked well. I told well. you it was a yeah. <laughs> witch hunt the whole time. Always after me, but it was always fake. Fake news. <laughs> and that is not beyond the realm of possibility. That is very no, that, possible. That is possible. Now, I will say this. It does feel like, and again, I hope I'm not in my bubble. Man, it feels like most of the things they're throwing at him are pretty airtight. It does feel as... Now, with the jury trial, Bill Barr thinks know. so, who was yeah. his attorney general. I don't feel like we... the the. The Justice Department takes it to these lengths if there's not 
you know, a lot of fire with the smoke. Yeah. And again, I think we've seen video. There's audio. Again, him shaking those Iran attack documents in front of those folks. Like, look, if that's not a crime, does crime even exist for rich, rich, powerful white men? You know, that's got to be wrong. It is an amazing time. I guess we can consider ourselves fortunate that we're living in an incredibly historical, uh, important time, uh, uh, even though it's kind of tragic uh, at the same time. Uh, I mean, it's and frightening and dangerous. And, you know, my brother's been saying for years we're witnessing the end of American democracy and democracies do die. I mean, we've had a really long standing democracy. If this guy winds up back in and he's vindicated and he feels that, I mean, what are the MAGA folks going to be like? <laughs> Intoler- more intolerable than they even are? Man, there will be some intolerableness, no question. And the national, uh, the national uh, bird from the, the eagle will then be the my pillow. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's another thing. What does a Trump cabinet look oh, like? Oh, man. That's, it, that's, that's down the road a bit. But I, it's, you know it's, what? It, it's almost the, uh, the curator of uh, potential future situations. It's so bad, but you can't look away, man. It would be fascinating to that's see it. what he would do, but I don't want to see what he would do. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, you can't look away. Yeah. And again, Tristan, even though our politics lean left, for guys like you and me, that's the unfortunate thing, you know, or fortunate for us, I guess, middle... Well, now I'm a senior, you're middle-aged, white guys, middle-class, got a couple of bucks, not worried about our next next meal. We'll be okay. It's just, a, would you want to be a member of any number of smaller communities? I don't think I would want to be. No, I'm... I'll be wearing my MAGA hat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we'll get issued one if, if Trump wins the next election. God bless Larry David. That was one of the great curbs. Do you remember? Did you say it? I did. He didn't want looking, people to talk to him, so he wore the... Was no, no, the rough-looking motorcycle guy, he cuts inadvertently cuts him off. Oh, yeah. And you know how nervous oh, yes. Larry is, yeah. and the guy's pulling up on him, and he reaches over. You don't see it. He reaches over to the passenger <laughs> seat, and he throws that red MAGA hat, and his jerk-off pulls up to him, and... Big smile, gives him a thumbs up. Uh, it was so fantastic. Larry, just smarter than the rest. Oh, oh that's great. Just kept that there in case he was in trouble. <laughs> so, in honor of Larry David, let's do let's do a big uh, big favor for ourselves and uh, Troy at Front Porch Studios and have our very first mid show commercial break. Oh, good. We'll be right back after these words from our wonderful right wing sponsors. Is your floor so ugly the dog refuses to walk on it? Is it so ugly your mother-in-law won't come to visit? Do you lock the door so people can't see it? Hi, this is Tony with We Do Epoxy, and I hate ugly floors. We can take your ugly garage, basement, porch, or patio floor, and in a couple of days, turn it into a work of art. Stop living with ugly. Call me today at 859-582-7920. That's We Do Epoxy at 859-582-7920. And we're back. That was fun. I love listening to commercials from our sponsors because that's our meal money. Well, now that we're back, Tris, we got to do aliens. You you promoted it last week, and you being you, I'm sure you did a lot more research <laughs> than me. So tell us what you got about aliens, brother. Ray, I've got, you know what, I do so little uh, for the show, and I wish I did more. <laughs> I do so little but for the show. <laughs> I, I, the reason the show will always be what it is is because we have very busy lives and full-time jobs, but it's fun to come in here. But, you know, what very little I did, I did write down some questions, so, uh, you know, I thought we we could start small and start at the top. I mean, first of all, do you believe in aliens, Ray? What well, can you, I what say this think? before we go further, Tristan? Sure. Uh, they are now UAPs. Oh, I, I underlined that here, too. I've got that. U, not UFOs, and UAPs. I, and I saw different things. So the UAP that I know is now an unidentified aerial phenomena. That's it. Okay. And the, they say the major reason why, you know, the experts are going to UAP rather than UFO is because UFO is kind of a problematic word. It can offend people. It's lost its clarity. So now we've gone to UAP. So UFO is too woke. Aerial phenomena. Oh, is it too woke? Well, that was my question. That's what it sounded oh, like. Oh, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> like there's there's some aliens that are floating around as though they're very offended right. by the term. So you ask <laughs> me, do I believe? I will, I will, I'll answer this way. Um, I say this to say another thing. When I was a little kid, Tristan, up until about age six, I used to get these feelings of deja vu that were so overwhelming. There were actually times where it caused me to be sick to my stomach. I remember remember one specifically. I was with my parents and grandparents, my, my grandma Kitty 
and her ailing husband. And we were somewhere up in Sussex County, New Jersey, which is a very rural part. Even today, it's fairly rural. But back then, this would have been the mid-60s. It was country. And we were at this farm, for lack of a better word. And, uh, man, it was the oddest thing, as I recall, Trison. Like, I knew what the conversation was going to be before they said it. And it actually made me sick to my stomach. And I went around the side of this barn, and I actually vomited. My mother was like, what is wrong? Oh, I don't know. She must have eaten something, because I couldn't explain it. So that happened to me. So I do believe there's something to that, whatever the hell that is, past life. I don't know, something to it. Fast forward about 10 years. I'm like 17, and we're up next to the golf course in my hometown, and we're 17-year-old kids in 1977. We're getting high. And we're passing <laughs> Like a us joint. right now. Trism, we're passing a joint, and this fucking thing comes down. And it was me and Rex Blonde and Guy Shane, all old high school buddies, most of whom I haven't spoke to in years and years and years. But I'm sure they would remember. And there was a big field uh, adjacent to the golf course. And, yes, we were high. <laughs> but bright lights and, like, unidentified. And it was, like, 30 seconds and there and gone. And we were like, did you see? Did you? Yeah, yeah. So. Really? Yeah, that's a true story. So um, do I believe? I love put it this way. I don't disbelieve. How's that? Man, that's a great story. Now, I guess, was the craft that you guys saw, did it move at a speed at which? Or- I, it's so long, I can't remember. Now, I, I do know this, Trisden, that for a long time, what people thought were unidentified flying objects or what was the term we just used? Help me uh, out. Uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Unidentified UAP. aerial phenomenon was the stealth fighter. Right. Because the U.S. Air Force had it or the U.S. military had that st- stealth fighter for about 10 years. And people were seeing this thing yeah. that was shaped like a UFO. And then finally they said, yes, we have this undetectable flying craft that we've been flying around testing it. No. So, you know, so that was very explainable. Right. So, you know, I also want to go rationally and say probably much of this is explainable, but, you know, I'll crack the door a little bit. Yeah. Okay. You? you, I guess I would say I feel like, you know, I heard a teacher say this when I was younger, and it was kind of the gist of his thoughts, which is what I would say now. you listening in class? This is the one time. Only on Alien Day did I listen (laughs) But Martians. Right. But the teacher said, like, in the basically the vast expanse of all infinity, we're pretty fucking bold to assume the only thing that exists fair. is us. Fair. And I just thought, you know what? That makes That's so fair. much sense because I it mean is. I'm sure we only have the vaguest understanding of what continues beyond us, right? Yeah. Now let me put in a little uh uh we do enough picking on on, on our fellow humankind, MAGA. Um Humans are pretty fucking smart. Our intellect is up there. I mean, our our intellect is high. And I'm not speaking present company. I'm talking about Oppenheimer and and Oppenheimer's uh, lineage. I mean, these are are brilliant people that figure shit like that out, you know? So the the human intelligence is not to be poo-pooed. It could be at the highest end. See, I've just... And again, I've got no reason to argue that other than it feels as though... Okay, here's an example I, I used with somebody recently talking. I, just the fact that we let half the people, not half, but we let a, a substantial portion of people in this world starve Fair. because they're in the wrong place. I would say they're that's a, more political, wrong though. Than it, you're exactly right. It is, but it like is. how, to me, that's so low on an evolutionary how scale. Brilliant, how, how bright can you be? If, if how, how do you defend how bright these people are if 50% of people are starving? That's a great yeah, that's a great counter. So, so, so you've got the ability to fly to the, a, a fucking another uh, celestial body, be it the moon or maybe eventually Mars, or to drop bombs that can explode the planet. I don't know if it can explode the planet, but can can do away with life on the planet. Maybe explode the planet. I don't know. Uh, uh, but we can't feed half of humankind, so that's some dichotomy. Yeah. And I feel as though at a certain point we would have to reach a level of inner enlightenment where we would care more about making sure children in, you know, insert Donald Trump shithole country, wherever are fed over, you know, getting a Lamborghini or Jeff Bezos getting another yacht or a dick shaped uh, spacecraft. I, I just feel like until as a human consciousness, we get to that point to me, even though, yes, some of the things we've came up with the internet, thanks Al Gore, uh, Oppenheimer, you mentioned like, look, there's some brilliant sparks, but as a, as a humankind, it feels as though we were pretty mediocre to me. That's a fair point. Yeah. So do you give somebody like Bill Gates credit who's made it his life mission now as he 
pushes 70, or maybe it's probably is 70, um, to take his billions, not millions, hundreds of billions, and basically sp- spend it all or most before he's gone on solving said problems. Well, I thought he was just radio chipping the poor whites with the... Fair. Um, my bad. Yeah. That's but fair. no, no, I, I, I do credit that. You know what? I mean, look, we're not rich. I drive around a lot of the time in a, a car that I like, and I think, man, there's somebody that could eat for that. You know, there was a great... Uh, yeah, you were. You, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Tad pretentious. But oh, oh, Tad. Jesus Christ. I get, my <laughs> gravestone will say pretentious. Don't grow up as poor as I did and then try to have any kind of money at all. It's awful because uh, you, it's just too much. But... Uh, <laughs> Well, but then, you know, but there are examples, Tristan. Oh, I'm sorry. Go what, what, just real quick. There was an example in the Holocaust, and every time I see it, it wells me up. But And you may know the story. You, you'll probably rattle it off. Tristan, I am so fucking me. ashamed, and, and no disrespect to your people. I just have to sit. I still haven't watched The Matrix, and I've never seen Schindler's List. You should. They're both excellent. I know. Schindler's List is fantastic. Yeah. And this may, be, this may be the Oscar Schindler story, but there was somebody that was helping Jewish families, and uh, it, it may have been Schindler's List. But at the end of it, he was just like, fuck it. You know, I kept my watch and it, I could have sold it and mm. saved two people. Wow. And he was just sort of taking account of the things that he owned in life and like how unimportant that was compared to human lives that he could have saved. And it, it, I've adopted a bit of that. Now, again, I'm a pretentious jerk and I have some nice stuff. And I do often Which you're feel entitled like, to. You're a hardworking guy. I mean, you should never feel guilty about that. Right. But is it, it, it is hard not to feel guilty when you know that there's kids that aren't eating. And like, and that's why fair. do I go buy a $500, what, what do you, whatever, when, you know, somebody could really use that. And I don't know. It is hard to rationalize. And I think as a country and as a race, we're shitty with that. I mean, uh, if you want to go back into 2000 years when the historical Jesus lived, he would have not done that. He would have not bought the watch. He would sure. have used the money to help somebody. Exactly. So if you want to live in that model, as I say, if you want to live the life that the historic Jesus lived, it'd be a wonderful life. Be difficult. Be extremely difficult, but it'd yeah. be a wonderful life. But then, you know, you have to look at the Danny Thomases of the world who made a pact with God on some something and, and kept it. And St. Jude, I mean, if you can't, I mean, <laughs> I will not name names, Trison, but some of the most... Um, Ah, God, heartless isn't the word, but some of some of the most um, jaded people I know, let's put it that way, and I can think of two or three, donate to St. Jude's. Because, yeah. I mean, that is a mission it like wonderful. no wonder. Yeah, and that is saving lives. Yeah. It's absolutely saving Agreed. lives. If you can't donate to St. Jude's, you might as well just cash in your chit and try it on the other side. That's fair. You know? Now, God help us if it ever comes out that there's skimming and Marlo, oh, Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue have taken Clarence Thomas trips off of the money oh, at St. Jude's. Just miserable. Some little that would be dying of cancer in there in Tahiti, you know, just fucking drinking margaritas on that money. Oh, Jesus, that would I be hope miserable. not. Yeah. So <laughs> those are the kind of things that just do away with all your thought and hope in mankind. Nice. So uh, world's worst segue, and I may have told this story on the show, but to get back to aliens a little bit, sure. I've got a story, and you tell me if this is an alien story, right? Okay. You, you give me your opinion on it. This is my one X-Files story that, all right, I, cool. that I could tell. So uh, high school, I was really, really into junior ROTC, which is like kind of like military for high school kids sure. where you're not really in the military most people know what junior rotc is and we went to a Reserved summer officer junior training. reserve officer training corps Court, yeah. so i went to uh we went to a summer camp and i was somewhere in south carolina or maybe it was jersey just fort lee somewhere and uh maybe it was fort jackson anywhere i went to like four of them and that's cool it was weird we had one night and it was i've just never experienced anything like this it was bivouac i don't know if you're military enough that you know what a bivouac is camping you're going camping with no cover basically you're essentially you're out yeah out in the middle no we had these big vietnam era tents okay but yeah we're essentially camping in cots in these big tents but we're kind of out in the woods and the weird thing about this night was uh, it's just it, it was very surreal and it kind of harkens even to what you said about that real weird deja vu it was it was really weird because we get out there and you know it's 200 kids and those are usually so well um chaperoned that you're very watched a lot during those we go out in the woods and then all of a sudden the chaperones were gone and like these you know usually they're staffed with all these drill sergeants you got like 20 old retired drill sergeants that show up yeah and make you know they probably paid them three grand for a week and they show up and do that in their retirement 
well, it was weird because we were like, man, it's funny. Everybody's gone. And it was just the kids. So, you know, a bunch of 15, 16 year olds. And it turned into kind of Lord of the Flies ish real yeah. quick. It was just strange. Like, we were kind of running around. Kids were fighting each other. No like, kidding. we were trying to steal stuff out of the, the other tents. And really? it just got really wild really fast. And I just remember I was like, sort of me and this little, uh, I don't know why race matters, but me and this Asian kid. And we were just running around like, just thinking kind of how surreal it was and kind of made friends and kind of bonded over the experience. And that night, like I sort of went in to the tent and again, like there was no chaperones for hours. So I, I, I guess until the next morning, I don't know if they dropped us off and left or sort of what happened, but it was strange because it was just the fact that you're on a military base and it's military already kind of gives you that kind of X-Files vibe. It was weird. But that night I woke up in the middle of the night, I was on my cot and there was three people on either side of me and one person at the foot of my cot. And they, they have uh, you're familiar with the term, a lucid dream, yeah. which is kind of like, I guess where, you know, you're in the dream, but you, sometimes you have paralysis from that. Well, I was awake. I knew I was awake, but I had the paralysis. So I had three figures on either side, one figure at the foot of my cot, almost like in a, being in a coffin kind of, it was weird. And I could not move. I just remember I felt peaceful but I couldn't say anything and I couldn't move. And I could see my military boots that I'd slept in because it was so wild. I thought if I have to get out and run or do anything, you know, I'm wearing these boots and, uh, they didn't say anything. I didn't hear him say anything. I couldn't speak. I was just frozen there in that bivouac tent. And then, uh, lights back out. And I, like, I went back to wherever I was, woke up the next morning, kind of everything was back to normal. Now to me, it was a very alien experience, but I remember telling my high school biology teacher the story, just like I told you. And he said he, it felt like a religious experience to him. Did you do any peyote? peyote? <laughs> Nothing. Peyote? Like, I'd never peyote even tried marijuana at that <laughs> no, point. Peyote, so other peyote. than a few Boone's Farms, probably at that point, I was pretty, you know, more sane than I am now. But age? tell me what, what you think. What, I have no what, idea to this day what, what that was. Uh, 15, 16. Wow. So certainly aged well, well beyond the age of reason, almost a right. adolescent. Yeah. Um, so, and you don't know who or what the people it was, standing. It was at dark, your bed. like there was no light other than. It you didn't know, freak it you like, out. It freaked me out very bad. But you went back the to next sleep. morning, yeah, like to be wow. able to tell the story. God in, dang, yeah, in, that's pretty bizarre. In my awakeness, I was very calm because I just I don't know. I guess because I should have been scared that I was paralyzed more than I was calm. But that's what I remember in the moment. That's crazy, man. Yes, yeah, so I don't. You know, again, could have been the sleep paralysis thing you know, could have been my imagination or whatever, but it felt and still to this day feels very real. Yeah. I think the problem with aliens is you get, well, it was spoofed on SNL. Remember the great character that uh, Kate McKinnon played where she, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, such a good skit. Oh my God. Because a lot of those people come across right. like that. Well, but here's like the, the reason for that though. Right. And like, we're having this talk now, it's maybe now just the, tip of the iceberg of people that would feel comfortable saying in public because of the stigma that's been around that for so long so the only person that would come out and say that is you know the otis the drunks or you know totally crazy outlandish people because you know nobody else is gonna bring that stigma out in public so i didn't do a whole, like you the show isn't very good because we do no research and who wants to hear us bullshit but so so uh this colonel burchett is the guy who um testified and he was a I think he retired in 2012. He was a pilot. He was an Air Force pilot. And um, uh, since the committee uh, began its investigation, Burchett, without naming any sources, has not been shy in claiming that the U.S. has proof of extraterrestrials. On the Event Horizon podcast, Burchett was asked if he had seen, quote, compelling evidence that the U.S. was seeing things in the sky that might not be of this Earth. His answer, 100%, 100%, no question. Burchett has said the U.S. has evidence of technology that defies all of our laws of physics and speculated that the extraterrestrial uh, craft could be dangerous. If they're out there, they're out there. And if they have this kind of technology, they can turn us into a charcoal briquette, Burchett said. That's not very helpful. But no. this is a guy who claims while in flight to have seen these things. He claims that at Wright-Patterson um, Air Force Base in Dayton that there are uh, biological... Help me out. Biological some things that they have actual. I know what you're saying. Hopefully the audience does too. Yeah, they actually have evidence of extraterrestrials. Right. So. Yeah. And, you know, 
I mean, again, I think the stigma has made it so that it's such a crackpot thing to, to have these types of conversations and more in the last few years, maybe less so. But look, talking about Trump, Donald Trump started a space force branch of the military. We already had NASA. What do you need a space force in the military for if there's not something going on in space? Oh, that that's you're interesting. Being cautious. So about, you're right? saying that we shouldn't as citizens know everything. But the president knew something we didn't, so now we've got a space force. Well, that's interesting. So what would be the problem with telling the American people we do have hardcore evidence? There would be rioting in the streets? Well, 100%. If, if, uh, if you're asking me, look, this whole country is held together less so now and continuously less so by religion, right? Yeah. It, it becomes. Oh, yeah. And when you come out and say, oh, well... Here's something that's going to shatter everything you've ever thought about religion oh, because you know there's what, another man? group of folks that I never even thought about that, Tristan. Yeah, religion. Because then, what are these people that you know their whole life well, is wouldn't religion? They just say, well, God made you know. I mean, it would it would merge well. into something like that. But I think there's a whole lot of people that would think, wait a minute, give me a fucking break. Oh yeah, you don't think? I I hadn't actually thought about that. But so so sort of part of the premise of religion is that you're kind of chosen and you're. Um, you're the one. You're the you're one. The people, yeah. That's oh, really interesting. So, and, and of course, you got the. I one. should ask Richard that. My one Bible neighbor. Like, if it were proven that, that there were aliens, would that, would that matter? Would that matter? Would that shirk his faith at all? Yeah. Or shake his faith? Yeah. Wow. Because if you have to have infinite, you know, trust in the Bible, and the Bible doesn't mention that, then it does become a question. Now, again, you've also got the war, war of the worlds. Thought that, yeah, a lot of people are going to freak the fuck out, too, and there's going to be a mass panic. But I don't know in this age, unless it's an yeah. in Independence Day situation. Right. You could probably say, right, yeah, we right. there was this, and it's not, whatever. I'm sure you could phrase it in a way that wouldn't be that bad, depending on what the actual situation and is. Bill Paxson is gone now, so he can't. <laughs> That's know. it, sadly. He, yeah. we, we would need him. Hey, at least our credit, we touched on aliens. So if you, you know, if you want to give us your insight on aliens, we would love to hear it because it's certainly speculative, right? Sure. But again, I think there was a, a hearing. I took a quote from one of the hearings, and it could, it may have even been the guy that you were just, just referenced. I didn't write his name down. Uh, but this is a quote from, yes, yeah, so this is a top Pentagon official uh, being caught off guard by intelligent or extraterrestrial technical supremacy remains top concern as investigators look at 800 cases by military personnel dating back decades. So this was a, you know, quote by this was actually an ABC News story on July 20th. So I think, too, one of the things you're seeing you know, a lot of these old uh, articles, like even going back to the 90s, you're probably digging through a lot of ridiculous type of media to find anything about aliens. Now it's CBS, it's ABC, it's NBC, it's Fox News. It's kind of semi-legitimate or legitimate news sources talking about this stuff. So it does sort of make it much more real than it was even 20, 25 years ago. I think, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's right. And and I, so two things I never thought of the religion aspect, which is a great point. And Space Force, you know, was information given at the highest level, you know, that's uh, how it feels. I mean, there's, there's the really president. not been any discussion of what that is, right? There really hasn't like, okay, been. We're doing a Space Force and that's all, <laughs> you know, it was a Trump thing, that's fair. I guess. And why? Why do we need a Space Force? Fair What's enough. going on? Because, again, NASA, it feels like is sort of that branch of. You know, the I guess they're government funded, right? I would assume. So, right. Yeah, I know they are. So that was sure the yeah. de facto space force, but we actually need a fighting military branch. You know, Arsenio Hall said that he always wanted to be an astronaut, but he didn't want to spend his life saying yes, NASA, no NASA. Oh, that's a good joke. Nice. Oh. Hey, those, speaking of which, I think we've killed an hour, Tristan. I don't know how the no, fuck we doing? I don't know if anybody we're, listens. We're only but in fifty minutes here. But 50. you know what? Oh, did we get a late start? I think we got a little bit late. Okay, well then give me what else you got. Brother. Um, Let's see. I don't know if I have anything else important. Um, well, no, I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> well, okay, well going back to what you said about um, military technology and the stealth bomber, uh, I did read that, you know, I'm sure we're 10, 15, 20 years short of knowing kind of how advanced the military is. But I think some of these uh, events, I guess there was a 2004 Tic Tac shaped uh, aircraft incident where they were saying that, um, and I guess this has popped back up a few times, but it's like a Tic Tac, like you pop a Tic Tac yeah. in your mouth, like shaped craft that makes no noise. There's no evidence of any type of traditional propulsion. Mm. And it moves in ways that uh, basically, unless we have 
came up with the reverse vision engineering or something would be completely impossible for anything type of uh, technologically that we've seen. So, I mean, I guess it's possible. It could be something like there could be military type situations, but it's far beyond what even, I guess, our military experts would think is reasonable in the next like hundred years. So that's pretty fascinating. And the fact that NASA and the Pentagon both take this more now publicly serious than kind of blowing it off as crackpots and yeah, Kate I mean, McKinnon's. The, the, right. The public hearing is certainly interesting. I mean, you know, that, you know, should raise an eyebrow a bit. They did do a public hearing on, you know, and men testified who spent their life in the military and seemed to be responsible, you know, no ax to grind individuals talking about these things. So, yeah. And I think again, in the nineties, eighties, seventies, I think those guys would have stood up there and laughed and said, Oh, give me a break. And now it's, Oh no, we, we take this very seriously. We're studying all these incidents and many of them we have no answer for. And we've got video footage that we can't explain. So it's certainly, wondersome i mean i guess uh, you wonder what's going on i mean with some of these it is pretty fascinating um in 2021 there was a pew research poll that found 65 percent of americans believe in intelligent life beyond earth so that's i'm sure up from what it would have been not that long ago and and so just to maybe put too fine a point on it you would say of that remaining what's that 35 75 85 yeah, that remaining 35 percent, the vast majority are religious folk Oh, good question. I mean, uh, that would make sense. Probably to me. so. Yeah. Yeah. Or unless interesting they're channeling that intelligent life beyond Earth to mean heaven or something. Right. Could be right. Right. Phrased in a way that that could be part. Right. Of so, if you die and go to heaven, are you then an alien? You're no longer of this Earth. Ooh, <laughs> I would say yes. Well, that goes back to the Jesus was a zombie, right? When he came back to life. So uh, yeah. You know, I guess it depends uh, yeah. on your phrasing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know, man. And again, I'm not one of these. I'm not a big alien person. I don't sit around and just no. think they're real. But I will say there's enough evidence that certainly there's reason for speculation and discussion. Yeah, I'm not even a science fiction guy. Are you? I'm not anti-science fiction. I'm not I'm anti. Not, yeah. I'm just, you know. I'm not into it. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not into it. I've never have been. Um, you know, Alien, the first Alien was a tremendous movie. That there's was some, a great. There's some great films. Science fiction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. So, yeah. Fun to, fun to discuss. And yeah, it is fun to discuss. See and the, where it'll be in 10 years from now. The door has certainly cracked yeah, I mean, and, you, and cracked you, a little further. And you almost feel as though, too, if it is a situation where the government is at some point going to come say, look, we do have some evidence. It does feel as though with some of these things going public, Space Force, some of these uh, government hearings, cracking the door to your point to kind of lighten that blow. If they do come out in 10 years and say, yeah, we got something to tell you. The blow will land much softer than. Well, it that's probably true. Yeah. As opposed to just boom here. Yeah, guess what? You're not going to like this. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of aliens, and they, uh, you know, all work at Kroger. I don't know. Now, what about lizard people? Well, it, de- it depends what website you're on. There's definitely lizard people, but that's all the Democrats, and we have to drink blood. To so, can you explain a young. lizard person? What is a lizard person? Man, no, I really can't. I, you know, I've just heard about it on the QAnon. Wasn't it Alex Jones who started the, the QAnon or Alex Jones started the lizard people? If it's not true, it feels right. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like an Alex and Jones. And what is a lizard person? A, a reptile? A reptilian? reptilian who... Half human, half reptile. <laughs> and where are these I guess people? that all love Joe Biden. I... Yeah. And you work for one. Don't you? He doesn't like Biden. Not a Biden fan. I hope he doesn't believe in lizard people. <laughs> I thought he was one. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus, Tristan. Oh, nice. So you got a little jokey joke for us? From the Dad Flooring Book of Jokes. The good, the bad, and the terrible. We'll do a quick one first. Sweet. Um, and then we'll do a, a lengthier one. What lands as often on its tail as it does its head? Mm, I don't know. A penny. Oh. Or I guess any coin. Nice. Oh, I guess so. The, I, this must have been the coin page then. Why was the coach yelling at the vending machine? I don't know. He wanted his quarterback. Oh, that was a little better. It's a groaner. Yeah. Not, not bad. All right. So a businessman called the passport agency because he had a question about the documents he would need to fly to China for work. After a long discussion about renewing his passport, the clerk reminded him he would need a visa to travel to that country. The man said, oh, I don't need that. I've been to China several times for work, and I've never had one of those. Confused, the clerk double-checked his records and replied, I'm sorry, sir, your stay will require a visa. When he heard this, the man was annoyed. He responded, okay, I've been to China several times. Every single time they have accepted my American Express. (laughs) 
<laughs> very nice. Very nice. Not terrible. No, not bad at all. So thanks, Dad. And uh, Troy, Front Porch Studios, we thank you for everything you do. And we got you a commercial break in the middle of the show. Before it's you like, do your bit, let me tell you a real quick, yeah. funny Tony Perkins story. This okay. God's honest truth. So we do, Tony, we do epoxy. Yep. Great sponsor. We do epoxy. So I had missed yet another phone call from Tony yesterday morning. You got to get better with that. Phone. Well, so I killing two birds with one stone rather than there's shit happening at the office. So when I'm driving to the bank, good time to call people. I swear, Trizen, I, I generally back into my spot against the building. My spot. The, the, my spot. So I'm the GM. I'm on my phone, and I, it rings, and Tony says, Hey, Ray, you're returning my call. I said, I sure am. He goes, Look out your window. And this wasn't planned. We do epoxy truck and trailer is literally, <laughs> he said, He was down in Castlewood working. And he, he, well, he didn't say, look, he said, are you at Galaxy? I said, well, I'm actually in the, in the parking lot. And he said, look out your window. And there's Tony's truck going by in my line of sight, which wow. I thought was a pretty strange coincidence. That is too funny. So, yes, thanks, Tony and Aaron. And uh, Sounds like another one of those alien connections. Yeah. From, uh, yeah, could be. No, you know what it was? He said, this is, this is more a connection of a 19-year-old because I could hear this. He said he had his, his kid is working with him now. And he said, I asked Stephen if he wanted to stop into Galaxy and see Ray. And he said, no. <laughs> what 19 year old wants to go see some 60 year old man that's Fuck that fair. guy and again, no dad i don't <laughs> i thought it'd be fun to throw this dumb alien show out but we should uh, see about maybe getting uh tony and aaron on next we week. need to That'd do kind of fun. We, bring him in the carpet room here and, and we do need fun. to modify this a little bit i gotta remember to ask my buddy clifford if he can build us a couple of things for these mics instead of just pie. We're, we're sitting here looking at like i don't know 50 pieces of dad's carpet of, of carpet remnants yeah. uh, these aren't remnants samples samples that you yeah. would use and we've got them piled up because they help the mics but we need to do a little better job yeah so uh buckshot and lead aaron thank you so much we appreciate everything you do and uh yeah man check out buckshot because there's a lot of cool stuff on there if you're a, a, a firearm guy some uh lots of cool stuff or check them out at Berea Pond, 107 Clay Drive. Nate, Stoveleg Media. Ray probably is going to send you a check. Um, and, of course, our buddy at the Rational Boomer Podcast, who I spoke to this week. Oh, nice. And he invited me back on the show. And so he's doing well. Doing real well. Got a, nice. Now, there's, there's a guy I love him, and I love a lot of the stuff he says. He's not trying to meet you in the middle. No. He's putting it no. in your ass if you're a Trump guy. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, not like us. Not, right. not trying to find that middle ground. Yeah. So, And uh, I just threw together uh, a few future um headlines for the upcoming week okay so this is you know we only do this once a week maybe when we're rich and retired we'll do it every day but so here's some uh, future headlines i channeled some of your childhood deja vu so ah. i can now predict future news headlines cool and here's a few of those right now we've got five of them a uh, number of, well i don't have to read a number but i'll give you the fifth one here Fox News commentator gets big kick out of intentionally mispronouncing Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Watching, they love mispronouncing. They do it. They do it just to be jerks. Yeah, they absolutely which do. Which is very funny. So, if I'm ever a, f a famous politician, I will infinitely get Tristan. Um, yeah. uh, another future headline: Congressman Matt Gates calls for all school shooters to get immediate death penalty citing that anyone willing to shoot our precious teenage and preteen girls before Matt has had a chance to take them across state lines for a completely innocent party should receive the harshest penalty possible. <laughs> Matt Gates, a good dude. Uh, future headline, Joe Biden falls down and breaks his ankle, and the entire panel on Gutfeld has, has a simultaneous orgasm. <laughs> uh, Fox News show, if you, if you haven't watched it. It's not good, but it's still watching it's active show while the writer strike continues. So it is words coming out of a recent mouth. Uh, future headline in his first classified document actual case, Donald Trump reveals the reason for mishandling of his classified documents at Mar-a-Lago Benghazi. No, there you go. Yeah, it's good. Benghazi it makes sense. sense. It does make sense. And uh, let's see. Last future headline while well, we're gone all week. Hunter Biden trades the Declaration of Independence for two cookers and an eight two hookers and an eight ball of coke. I ruined it, but yeah. No, no, we got yeah. Hunter trades, Biden the trades the Declaration of Independence yeah. for two hookers and an eight ball of coke. Oh, Hunter. Yeah, oh, boy. All right, my friend. So we are um, 
we are out. Yeah. Let's do it again next and week. I am looking forward to the curator from Owen King. Oh, man, it's bad. It's I'll so try, bad. I'll try and get at least a few pages in. Man. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. I'm literally on pins and needles. And I want to hear what your daughter says and anybody else that will read it. So in the case of Owen, the apple fell far from the tree. Yeah. It, it was the tree was slanted <laughs> and it yeah, landed quite a ways away. And you know what? I think you might find it's not horribly written. Like you don't read it as though you know it's not coherent it's just the best description is like it's written by a computer it just it's odd it's funny it's not not good what if stephen king uh believes in aliens Ooh, good question if must, i get a right? chance i'll ask him must let yeah. me tell you my stephen king story no uh small little uh, my hometown uh, uh, uh gillies gillies fish house so there was a circular bar uh, not a circular bar there was a horseshoe bar there was a wall bar came out and we used to be in there enough. We drank there some. And there was this guy tucked away in the corner. And, and I looked twice. I never approached him. But I looked and I was like, gosh, that looks like Stephen King. You know, I looked again, Stephen King. True story. And as he left, I kind of peeked out the window. I got into a car. What a fancy car. Might have been Toyota. Had a main license plate. And, nice. And years later, I read that Stephen King would often leave his publisher in New York and drive wayward maybe to north jersey maybe long island find places and observe people i mean he's a people watcher yeah i'm pretty sure it was him in little gillies in my hometown cool just hanging that? out having a beer watching people and then finishing his drive nice yeah what year ish would that have been uh mid 80s okay because he's an yeah. alcoholic right i think he's cut off from alcohol yeah. at a certain point but uh, i don't know yeah so when, i i yeah i think he was you know just probably still drinking in those days nice. but i don't yeah that's a great story. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Can't yeah. say it was, but can't say it wasn't. Here's a not to have to one up you before we leave. Oh, go ahead. And it's not even a one upper. It's just uh, I was uh, Marin County in high school and uh, walking around Whole Foods, Roseanne Bar, pushing the cart through Whole no Foods. No shit. Random. In <laughs> Virginia? No, no, no. Uh, Marin County, California. Oh, in California. Yeah. And well, to her credit, now she was Roseanne at that point. She yeah, hit yeah. big. Yeah. And she was doing her own shopping. Doing her shopping. Yeah. Now the prices. Oh, God, that's, <laughs> that's crazy, huh? Yeah. Or was, it could have been a lady that looked a lot. That was, I don't know. That was a career that kind of took a dump, wasn't it, Roseanne? Well, yeah, not, not to the right, to the left, certainly. I mean, with yeah. some of her yeah. kooky stuff. Outlandishness. What are you doing? I hate to cancel you, stuff. Well, let Roseanne come back. You're standing. You need the bathroom? Dude, unbelievably okay. bad. <laughs> Go then. But All I, right, let's wrap it up. I, See I, you next week. Have a good one. <laughs>